Hello, hello, hello. I'm Lady Falana, the CEO and founder of Endure Entertainment, the home of clean entertainment with one vision, one goal, to inspire. God has really blessed Endure Entertainment. We've been open for one year and God has blessed us with being featured on CBS, NBC, and Fox December 2021. Nominated for the 2022 Gospel Choice Music Awards for Independent Broadcast of the Year. Glory be to God. January 2022, we had our first annual virtual extravaganza. We were blessed by Pastor Jasonia Whitfield, Greg G. Baby Taylor, Marilyn P., Elder Michelle Hinton, and Larry Edwards Jr. Introducing the Endure Entertainment Television Network television personalities were May Rodriguez, Michelle Jackson, Evangelist Corey Thomas, Pastor Michelle Hinton, Prophetess T. Freeman, and yours truly, Lady Falana. All our amazing shows with their own flavor on how to introduce the love of Christ to the world, and that's Bonafide Talk. Family Endure Entertainment has reached 18 countries outside of the U.S., and we're on syndicated on 18 different podcast directories. You can view our shows on our website at bftm.live. We air our shows live five days a week on our website. And you can view our 24 hours a day, seven days a week television station on our website, bftm.live. Keep us in your prayer, guys. We are certainly praying for each of you. We are Endure Entertainment, the home of clean entertainment with one vision, one goal, to inspire Hey, we want to give a shout out to all those that make it possible for us to be seen live on this broadcast. Starting with the Clean Queen, treating you like royalty. We have digitals, custom computer builds, meeting all your electronic needs. Underground t-shirts, being creative as you see fit. Highly favored productions. The ministry where music and lyrics come together. Mountain Mike's Coffee House, a small business treating you like family. For sponsorship opportunities, give us a call at 270-986-7996. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are on God's green earth. I want to thank you for tuning in to I've Got Favor, where it's your time to shine with me, your award-winning host and podcaster, Prophetess T. Freeman. Hey, today is really good. Um, We want to get into this good tea, right? So we're going to talk about uh, what's going on um, with our children right now. Um, We we see there's a lot of... um, things that are breaking out that can cause your children to be really stressed about, you know, their future. 
Um, we've had some incidents where, uh, once again, there's been shooting in the schoolhouse. Um, we've had another incident where there's been shootings in the grocery store um, at another church. I mean, it's just a lot of chaos. And then you hear, you know, we still know that the war that is uh, going on with Ukraine and uh, Russia. And then you have the war that is happening within some of the households you have dysfunctional family units, or you have the single uh, parent family that's going on, or maybe perhaps your child is in a situation where they're being bullied, either at school or maybe uh, on the internet. So we want to talk about, you know, childhood depression. And in that aspect, I also want to talk about um, the the effects of the trauma of, of uh, childhood depression as well as could there possibly be things that you did not deal with in your childhood that were trauma that are now affecting your children's childhood? So let's get into that good tea this evening. So, of course, it's the first Friday of the month. So we're going to have one of our uh, permanent uh, therapists on with us, Miss Carol Lothery. So I want to bring her on up so we can get into this good conversation. Guys, Hello. do me a favor. Hey, Miss Carol. How are you? I'm glad to see you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, before we get started in this conversation, guys, Post your comments, any questions that you have, um, any concerns that you might have as far as signs of uh, maybe your child is showing signs of depression or maybe you're going through a battle with your child. That's what Miss Carol's here for. Um, she's here to answer those questions um, from a, a, a practical um, uh, stance for you to tell you some things that you could util utilize or for your benefit in your household. And then, you know, you got me here on the spiritual aspect. Um, but hit that button at the bottom of y'all screen and share, share, share and invite some people in so we can have a good conversation. So, Miss Carol. I wanted to talk about um, the incidents with the shooting at the school. Um, these were actually, I think the children were, what, 12 and younger? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how do you have that conversation with your child um, and not traumatize them even worse um, if your children hear about something like that where now maybe they're afraid to leave the home? and go to school themselves? How do you have this type of conversation with your children? Well, the first thing we want to do is always um, make sure that our children know that um, they, they're, they're safe. Um, and um, that safety could mean anything by, you know, by showing them how much that they're loved by their parents. Um, uh, you know, in the first instances of those going back to those schools and things, it's always good to, um, <clears throat> to take your child physically, you go with the child back to the school um, and, uh, uh, and reintroduce them back into that, uh, into that, um, um, I'm, well, I'm, my mind just went blank, but reintroduce them back into the environment again. That's the word I was wanting to use, the environment. Uh, but we always got to make sure that our kids know that they're safe and and that safety comes from reassuring them that, uh, you know, nothing's going to happen, even though this bad thing has happened. It, it, that's not the norm 
for them. We've always got to make sure that our children know that this is not the norm. This was this is the uh, atypical. It is not something that's going to happen all the time um, because we don't want our children to get into that point of being hypervigilant and always looking around to see if somebody's going to walk through the door with, a, you know, with a gun or, um, or a bomb or something and, and, um, and blow them up. So it's really talking to that child, asking that child how, what they feel, what they're feeling. Because uh, most often we 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 uh, don't ask the child what are you thinking, because uh, sometimes that child may just have one question, uh, you know, and that one question can relieve him of all the anxiety or the stress that he's having at that moment. I, I was going to ask that um, question. I think you kind of covered it because I was going to say, do you prepare your children for for the possibility of something like that, or is that a bad thing? You know. <laughs> I don't know. It, it goes, it, it, you know, when we when we talk about stress, uh, stress is something that happens to all of us. It's an, an, an everyday occurrence. So uh, I may respond to a stressor differently than you would, would respond to it. So it's kind of uh, indicative as to how that person responds and, and even children respond differently to different types of, of uh, stressors. So it's it's dependent on that child whether you uh, um, go over that with him or not. If you have a highly uh, uh, anxious child, you may not want to do that, you know, because he may be looking around the corner every time you turn around, which is causing him undue stress. Um, but if you have a child who is pretty laid back, then you you might can discuss those types of things with him. Uh, Definitely, we want to always talk to our kids about stranger danger, making sure, you, you know, you don't go with anybody or uh, don't talk to strangers or um, you don't get into any cars, or, you know, different things like that. But as far as, you know, the school shootings and stuff like that, um, that's that's something that's, um, uh, you know, has to be gauged by the parent. Do, do I really want to put my child through that? Yeah. So and I always seek, you know, and, you know, you can always seek advice from your, you know, your pastors or if you've got a mental health uh, uh, person, discuss that with the mental health person as to how you would go about, you know, talking about those different ch uh, challenges, because uh, that mental health therapist, uh, psychologist or, or uh, psychiatrist may know what that child's personality is like and whether or not he can tolerate that. So I, I was thinking to myself, um, could there have possibility of even been signs for uh, the parents or even the teachers to notice not um, the latest incidents, but you know, there's um, there's uh, the incident before that. I think it was a, a teenager. I think he's 15 or whatever. Um, he come into the school and his behavior kind of, um, red flag the teachers to start telling the parents, hey, um, is there things that we as parents should be aware of or signs that we should pay uh, attention to that maybe something is stressing or something is changing in our child that that they might need to be in type of some type of therapy or um, we need to be watching them? Yeah, um, because each child has a, a, a you know, a 
different characteristics of you know of, of how they uh, interact in in um, in play in in uh, study time uh, sleep time if you you notice your child is losing sleep not eating uh, isolating themselves um, those are um, very good indicators that something may be occurring. And you might want to talk about, get your child, see if your child will talk about it. If your child is closed off and, and is not talking about uh, anything, then it's probably a good idea to seek some type of uh, uh, help uh, because there may be something that somebody has told him to keep a secret or um, something that he has witnessed that he doesn't know whether or not he can trust to tell somebody. So it's always know what, know the uh, characteristics of your child, you know, know, know what his sleep pattern is, know what his uh, appetite uh, pattern is, know, know how he gets along with other peers uh, and even what he does in his uh, free time and in, in his uh, alone time, just, you know, get to know your child, talk with your child, you know, become a friend with your child. Um not to the point where you you know you you forget about being the parent, but always make sure that your child knows that he can always come to you uh, unconditionally about anything. And I would say, um, if you notice your child's behavior towards other siblings, um, mm-hmm. could that that be a sign too? Like you you notice now they're fighting more. Uh, that could be a sign, but then again, it could be typical uh, sibling behaviors because siblings fight with each other. You know, I know parents uh, kind of get upset when little Johnny is fighting with little Joey, but it's sometimes that's just a, no- a normal pattern. Uh, they're going to have their interactions. However, if, if those interactions are becoming violent uh, or to the point of being bullying, um, uh, and making that child feel uh, very insignificant or um, um, have very low self-image, then that's something that you need to uh, really um, look at and attend to and not ignore it. It's it's always good to say, hey, let's sit down, let's talk about this. You know, what's going on between you and Joey? And, you know, uh, what's what's making you treat Joey this way? Um, and just talking out there. I always avoid the why questions because the why questions usually assign blame and your child will shut down immediately. They will not talk uh, once you do that. Why did you do that? Well, that that you're attacking me then. So I always use a, a what, how, you know, um, let's, let's talk about it kind of um, uh, uh, remark or, or question. I was also thinking this too. Um, some so I, I noticed with myself, just using myself in um, incident, for instance, um, what, whatever you went through in your childhood, you always try to improve on <laughs> when you raise your own kids. At least uh, that was my ideal. Um, so I think sometimes you can overcompensate. Like, um, for instance, I, I thought I was giving uh, my my kids uh, each individually enough attention, but my, my middle son, as he's older now, said he felt um, like I favored one child over the other. 
Um, and he's a middle child, just like I am. And um, uh, it was because he, he, he did not have his own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt like uh, if I do what he does or if I do what he does, she'll mom and dad will pay attention to me because they like that and this sibling or that sibling. And I got to thinking about that, um, uh, thinking about that. And I thought to myself, man, you know what? I think he got that from me because I truly didn't discover who I, who I am until, you know, recently. (laughs) So I always tried to be the good kid, Mm -hmm. um, you know, because my brothers were always, uh, uh, doing that. So if we, if we look at ourselves, if we assess, um, uh, what's going on in our life, uh, for instance, some things that we can prevent from maybe, causing issues within our children. Um, for instance, when you go through a family uh, that has uh, parents that are battling um, or going through a separation or a divorce, how how do you make, because that's trauma, it's mm-hmm. automatically going to be trauma for a child. How do you make the transition for your child um, easier so that your bad decisions or your bad choices or your, what you think is healthy choices um, for your child. How do you uh, help them to process that? Um, I, I don't know. Can Is there a way you can keep it from um, damaging them, I guess, is for the lack of better words? Well, you know, and I'm going to uh, go back to something that you said before, you know, uh, uh, when you talk about your son and he was doing things, you know, uh, what, it, what they call negative attention is better than no attention. Yeah. So, if I, get, you know, if, if I can't get your attention through the positive experiences that I'm having or are giving out, then I'm going to do it negatively. You know, so any attention is better than no attention. Uh, and then answering your question about, you know, um, those types of circumstances of maybe a divorce or, or, or just some type of, uh, of, um, people that's going on in the uh, home, it is always good for the parents to sit down with their kids. Uh, you know, in, in my uh, sessions, I always tell our families, you know, um, you may be having your issues, but the issue is not with the kid. And you have to make sure that that child knows that the issue is not with him. So sometimes you're going to have to set aside your differences between each other and focus on that child and focusing on that child would be some uh, could be something as as easy as uh having a round table discussion of setting down and saying hey this is what mom and dad are going through right now but it doesn't have anything to do with you we still love you you can still come to us we are still your parents um but you know we want to make sure that you know that this does not have anything to do with you. And you have to make sure, you have to show that. You, you, we can speak all the words we want to, but if you just talking the talk and not doing the walk, the, the child is not going to believe you. So if, if, you, if I'm telling you that uh, you're not the problem, but I'm ignoring you, then I'm not going to believe you that I'm not the problem because you're ignoring me. So taking the time out to be with that child, loving on that child, um, 
you know, and I tell each parent too, is to make time for that child. Don't try to group your activities all together. If you've got three or four kids, try to put everybody doing the same thing. Sometimes that's not going to work. Sometimes you need to make time for little Mary, whether it's 15 to 30 minutes, and then make time for Joey, whether it's 15 to 30 minutes. But it's individual time so that I know that you love me and that you care about what's going on with me at this moment and at this time. At this time. And it's not about picking out whether, oh, she's paying more attention to Henry than she is to me. No, if I'm getting equal time and I'm getting equal space, then I'm going to be more receptive. I'm going to be more positive about what's going on and, and not think that it's all my, it's on me. It's all my problem. I think that was uh, one of my faults is I didn't separate them. I always did everything with them together. So I didn't catch that he felt uh, negated. You have a question. What kind of education or signs can a teacher at school look for if a child is dealing with something? You know, and and like we went back, that varies with that child's uh, characteristics. But mostly, uh, most times, uh, if you see a child who's isolating himself or if you see a child who is um, bullying, most people don't understand that uh, when a child bullies, it's not because he, uh, it's not always the the thought that he he wants to be uh, in power of somebody or in control of somebody. Um, it's, it's sometimes that he feels lonely. He just doesn't know how to, to demonstrate that loneliness. So he's going to bully. Now there are other times where I want to dominate you because I can't dominate my mother or my father at home, or I can't dominate the situation that is, uh, at school. Um, looking for those types of things, those children that are very hypervigilant, uh, looking for, you know, every time uh, an incident comes, we call it the startle response, um, that you drop a book and the kid all of a sudden jumps um, because something has happened. Uh, you look for that, startle responses. Um, anxiety, the confusion that is going on within that child, if there's a confusion, uh, look at that. Um, but the 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 biggest ones is making sure that they're uh, looking at whether that child is isolating himself, uh, it, whether there's bullying going on, um, whether there's um, problems going on in the home. If, uh, you know, uh, make sure that there's no physical or outward uh, uh, things that are going on, like a child coming in with a black eye um, or a bruises on uh, unexplained bruises that may occur on, uh, on his body. Because uh, that that may indicate that there's a uh, uh, physical abuse going on in the home. Um, let's see. Those are some of the things I can. I mean, then there are those the other ones: the the feeling, the numbness, or the grief and loss that are there. Uh, unless you know that, if you know that child has uh, had a significant loss, and a significant loss doesn't always mean mean that a person has died. It could be my house burning down, or it could be my mom uh, getting um, um, uh, put out of her home. You know, um, it could be us uh, not having transportation. 
just those different types of things. Always being, always know your child, even if you're in, in the school, know, know what your child, know what the characteristic is of a child when they come through, through the door, uh, being very aware of that child. So, you know, the child is always outgoing and uh, uh, very, uh, very gregarious. And then all of a sudden he's pulling back into a corner and he's not speaking to anyone. He's, uh, you know, isolating himself. That's an indicator something's wrong. So I know one of the things um, that I I don't know. I, I know my mom did the best she could. My dad just was not there. <laughs> uh, he was in a bottle. But um, I had suffered. I had started really suffering from depression about 14. Um, and I spent a lot of time by myself. Nobody paid attention to that. Um, so if you notice you have a child that's uh, withdrawn, because like I said, I don't know if they thought that that's something that I just wanted to do because I was the only girl in the family or what, but nobody ever came and checked on me or had a conversation. Do you think that, that that's, uh, if you do have a child like that, should you just in case have conversations with them or do you leave them to be that way or or what? In my opinion, you know, I think it's always important to have conversations with your with your child, whether they're in a uh, um, depressed mood or whether they're very happy and outgoing. Um, I, it's to me, it's always important to uh, always daily have that family time with your child. Sitting down, I, I know my granddaughter; she gets she gets a little irritated sometimes when she, I, she comes through the door, and I go. Hey, how's your day? How'd your day go? And she goes, Mama, why are you always asking me that? <laughs> and I said, because I care. I want to know how your day went. I want to know if there were any problems that we can sit down and we can talk about it and we can solve it for you. You know, just making sure that that child knows that, hey, you know, uh, I don't always have to keep things to myself, I have somebody that I can turn to and I can talk to. Now, she does, when I say, hey, how's your day going? She she just comes right out and tells me. I get the whole full <laughs> gamut of what went on the full, you know, from the day she started in the morning to the that time she come home in the evening. So uh, that's, that's one of the starts of making sure that that child knows that I can always have somebody to talk to and that I'm going to listen and I'm going to hear. Because uh, oftentimes we ask our child, but we don't listen. We don't mm-hmm. hear what they're saying. So it's always important to always make sure that you listen and hear what that child is saying. I got another question. Can depression look like anxiety? Yes, it can. Uh, it definitely can. Uh, all of those things are interwoven with each other. You know, um, that's why it is very important for people to uh, be able to identify emotions. Um, I often will ask my client, um, you know, how, how are you feeling today? Or, or if, they, if there's an event that has occurred, uh, the child would go, I feel angry. And I go, what, what is it that you feel angry about? Because I want to make sure that he's, he's not, he's feeling angry and not frustrated because that's, there's a difference. And oftentimes we can't, um, we can't distinguish between our emotions, because we 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 use them so interchangeably, uh, you know. Uh, if I'm uh, jubilant, I'll say I'm happy. Well, you know, jubilant is much more than happy. 
you know, because mm-hmm. it, it's out there. It's it's all the way out there. It's extreme. Uh, so knowing what your emotions are, getting in touch with your emotions. Uh, um, depression is just is uh, uh, it's under the umbrella of uh, uh, anger. Um, we don't think about that, but when people talk about uh, their emotions, sometimes they'll say, "I'm angry." Uh, when that, like I said, when they may be either frustrated, disappointed, uh, even depressed. Um, so yeah, anxiety and depression can have the same characteristics or the same uh, traits. You just so, have to be able to distinguish. Um, I, that's something that I just learned. I did not know um, you, the verbiage is important and mm-hmm. asking the right questions to get to it. You don't just accept it. So that you make sure that you're getting the right description so you know how to uh, get, uh, engage in a conversation with them to get to the root of the issue. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is sometimes um, I know even in broken relationships, um, you have one parent that tries to friend the children. So um, can that be damaging? I mean, for instance, if you have a parent that um, now the, the house is split up. Um, and one of the parents actually moves the children into their bedroom instead of letting them have their own space. Is that healthy? Um, or having conversations with them like they're an adult. Um, Again, uh, that you know, uh, if if you know, it it, it all depends on uh, the 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 uh, maturation of the child uh, in the you know um, um, the what that child can. Uh, take at that time um i always caution parents that you know the children really don't need to know your business uh you know you can give them kind of a general uh, overview of daddy and i are just not getting along right now we're ha- having problems um but i i you know i always feel that it is not acceptable for a parent to um, go into very explicit details of what went on in, the, in their intimate lives with their child because that's a burden or a stressor put on that child that does not need to be there. Uh, uh, you know, trying to sway that child to your side. It, um, eventually that child is going to grow up and they're going to find out that some things were not what what you told me. And then you have the um, then you have a child who uh, resents not only uh, the, the person who left, but also resents you because you didn't tell, you know, you, you what you told was not always exactly how it went. And, so and that's what, be, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just be very careful about what you disclose. The, the intimate details of your life uh, between you and your partner are not, uh, you know, for for uh, a child to digest or for that child to take over because they don't need that unnecessary uh, burden. And I think that's what I was talking about. Some of the traumas from our adult, uh, from our own childhood affecting our children. I think that was a behavior that right there was a behavior I carried over um, because uh, one of the things my mother was, I was her best friend. At eight years old, I knew my dad wasn't paying bills, <laughs> um, that he was a drunk, um, that she was carrying everything and how how hard and, you know, she was struggling. And when I myself uh, started going through 
uh, uh, my uh, divorce, uh, I was always telling my kids, well, go ask your daddy because he's the one with all the money. You know, go ask your dad because your dad's the one that's blah, 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 this and that. Um, and um, I mean, they knew I was angry at him. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was saying things to them that I don't think they should have heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and even uh, the conversations, my mother was doing that with my children. I noticed, too. She was saying things about me to my children. So that's what I was saying. If you see signs of this, that you're you're doing things like that, um, how do you recover that? How do you? Um, well, you know, and, and, and it's most people do not take advantage of the opportunity of going to get um, mental health um, assistance. It is not shameful to try to find a therapist or a psychologist who can uh, help you through your issues. Um, my recommendation would always be when you're, when you're finding yourself into a situation where uh, you're having difficulty problem solving or coping, then it's probably your best bet to start trying to get a professional to assist you and help you with that. Because uh, they then will sit down and help you to write out a plan uh, to uh, um, work with um, um, issues that may come up in your life, like uh, resolving um, uh, old feelings that you may have about uh, your uh, spouse or significant other. I know when I got a divorce from my uh, ex-husband, uh, I made it, and, and it was difficult. I'm not going to sit here and and say that, oh, you know, it, it was so easy for me because it was not. It was not very, very difficult for me to uh, not talk to my two children about what was going on in our lives. Um, you know, they knew that we did not have, uh, we could not communicate with each other and they knew that we had irreconcilable issues, but they didn't really know what those issues were because I did not feel that it was necessary for them to know. What I did feel necessary for them to know is that mommy and daddy could not live together anymore and that it was had nothing to do with them. It would have, it had everything to do with mom and dad. And I did not say anything bad about dad. Now, believe you me, it took God. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was God <laughs> that kept me from bad mouthing because if it was all left to me, I'd have said any and everything I could about him. But prayer and, and knowing the word of God kept me, um, you know, humbled enough where I did not feel like I had to spill all of that out on my child or on my children so that uh, they could in turn love me and hate him. Uh, that was not my go. I'll let them make their own decisions. And they and they have, you know, made their own decisions of what, you know, what parent, you know, they they want to be around, you know. Um, I encourage them. I always talk to their to their uh, you know, father. But it, you know, because of my faith, I was able to do that. But for those that don't have that faith, you may want to get a counselor or uh, a therapist that can help you to work through that, you know, um, and, and make plans to uh, strategies to when, when uh, it gets 
too tough for you or too rough for you. How to, you know, to get rid of those negative thoughts that I may be having or those negative feelings that I may be having and not spill it out on my child. Because uh, that's that's not where we want to go. That's not what we want to do. You got another question. Um, can it be traumatizing if a parent is trying to live vicariously through their child? For that child, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because they've always got to meet your expectation. Um, and if they don't meet your expectation, then they feel like they're the failure. Um, and, and also if they're not meeting your expectation, then you, uh, oftentimes if you, uh, if you are living vicariously through your child, you're going to make sure that child knows that they're not meeting your expectation. You're going to make sure that that child knows that he's not doing what he needs to do in order to please you or make your life better. Cause I'm just trying to tell you so that your life can be better. Um, so, and that's something we tell each, uh, tell ourselves when in fact it's not, it's I'm telling, I'm saying this to you so that I can make myself feel better. So is it okay to set boundaries? Cause like I said, I know, um, when we think that we've had the most atrocious childhood, we try to, uh, compensate to make our child's, uh, you know, life uh, a whole lot better. So, uh, for instance, uh, you know, um, I, my family, we were poverty mindset. <laughs> um, we were low income family. Um, like I said, my, you know, I come up with a lot of dysfunction. So overcompensating for the things that we didn't give, buying your kids, a lot of stuff, you know, and you know, parents that do that, they mm-hmm. put their, their kids are in the latest name brand stuff, but mom and dad don't have a car, mm-hmm. you know, um, is that is that healthy for the child if you give them everything that they want and have no established boundaries you don't you don't put any boundaries on them you don't put no restrictions on them you just let them you let them be little adults or grown-ups they can lock the door and tell you to get out the room don't come in my room you know is, is that okay it it is not okay and and it's just like setting a you know, I'll put it in terminology of uh, where, where it's easy to understand. It's like putting a uh, big old uh, feast out there and then just telling that child, you can have, you can eat all you want. And then when that child eats all that he wants and comes up with a stomach ache, you're, you're looking at that child as, why didn't you stop when you was full? You told me to eat everything I wanted. You, you know, you said you didn't say, you know, uh, just eat this, this or this. Uh, you put you didn't put any boundaries out there for me. So boundaries are always important. If you don't set boundaries that the children or the adult, whomever it is, is going to push limits. And then uh, it's always going to be uh, back on you. Well, you didn't tell me that this was how you were feeling or you didn't tell me that I shouldn't do this or that. Um, so I always set boundaries. So um, how, how do you do that and not, um, oh, I know I'm, I'm trying to ask you how to parent. <laughs> um, have a balance where your child doesn't feel like they're uh, being uh, smothered. Because I, I know there's some kids that, um, I, I, I know a friend, for instance, that has a child 
who she sits and tries to have conversation with his child, but the child doesn't even interact with her. But uh, when the child goes away, she belittles the parent to their, their friends, their siblings, or what have you. How do you uh, balance that relationship? Because now it seems like she's always disciplining the child and never... Uh, and and the the way she, and she still gives her things, you know what I mean? Just over, over to me. Does she she? I punish you, but I, I take the punishment away quickly. And um, there's a difference between appropriate consequencing or appropriate discipline mm-hmm. as to punishment, because mm-hmm. punishment is exactly what it, it says. Punishment means I'm going to it, it, I'm going to te- uh, teach you something whether you like it or not. Uh, appropriate uh, uh, parenting or appropriate discipline helps that child to um, uh, see, uh, see the boundaries. Uh, also see what's right and what's wrong. Um, punishment is always punitive. It, it's, it, it, it never, um, it's very rare that a child learns anything from punishment. Um, so but how do you will learn something from if you sit down and you talk with them? And this is the reason why I'm giving you this consequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, allowing the child to help distinguish what type of consequence he wants to have. Uh, I, you know, uh, giving choices to to a child. Uh, you know, oftentimes when uh, I, I used to work in a, a um, ju- uh, juvenile correction facility, you know, it was hard to. Uh, um, get the clients to see that some of the behaviors that they were uh, exhibiting were inappropriate. So you kind of give them choices. You know, if you do this, this, and this, this is what's going to happen. However, if you do this, this, and this, this is what's going to happen. And you let them choose. Now, what's what? What choice do you want here? What is it that? You, what's the outcome? What do you want to see happen here? Uh, and and more often than not, the child is going to choose the the more appropriate one. Um, and he's he, more often than not, he's going to choose the one that's going to benefit him the best. Uh, so that, that sounds so biblical. That's kind of how God deals with us. Like he gives yeah. us, look, I'm telling you, this is what has happened. And this was the consequences of that behavior. So don't do this. So you don't end up with this behavior. But if you do this, this is the consequences, but we don't see it that way. <laughs> yeah, And, and the per- person who wrote that, it gives them, it empowers them. It's, it's, it, that's correct. It does. It gives them a sense of, I've got a choice here. You're, you know, I, I, you're allowing me to uh, live my, uh, live my life, and and you're, I'm not always being told what I need to do. I'm giving, being given a choice as to what I need to do. Now, understand if you make the uh, negative choice, there's going to be negative consequences. So if you choose to, you know, if your bedtime is uh, at eleven o'clock and you you choose to stay up to two o'clock in the morning. In the when when uh, six o'clock comes in the morning and for you to get up um, to go to school, you're going to be tired. That's your consequence, but you're still going to go to school. That makes sense. So in dealing um, with uh, maybe you have a child that's acting out, like I said, because of depression, um, and it seems like 
do, do you suggest if you can't get through um, having conversations with them that you do some type of therapy? Oh, yes. Um, with the child? Depression, it, I, I feel like, and, and, you know, and there may be some others that d- don't agree with me, but I, I, I always feel like as a therapist that if your child is depressed, depressed and he, if he's clinically depressed, he really needs to be under some um, uh, mental health uh, guidance. Uh, he needs to have either a psychologist or a therapist. And then maybe even uh, uh, psychiatric assistance to maybe even uh, medication management. How um, can you tell that sign, though? How do you know they're just not having a bad day? Um, yeah, there is a day? difference between being sad because sad doesn't last always. You know, I can be sad today and then happy tomorrow. Uh, when you are clinically depressed, it means you 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 in a low place all the time. It, it doesn't matter if something happy comes in your life. Uh, you may respond with a, and then, but you're back where you are again. It you, you never come, you never get up out of that low place. You're always so low that you you can't you can't see a way out. You, you, you know you're in that that hole, and you can't climb out of it. That's a good um, explanation. Mm-hmm. Another question: um, If a child dealt. If a child dealt with untreated depression or trauma, what does it look like in adulthood? Um, Well, I mean, you know, it's, you may not be, uh, um, you you may not be. um, um, It looks like me. (laughs) You know, as an adult, you know, you may not be doing video games all the time or, uh, you know, um, uh, wearing black clothes all the time. Uh, but uh, sometimes the, the, the uh, characteristics or the traits are, are very, very similar. Again, isolating yourself. Um, very low. In adults, it's very low uh, self-esteem and self-image. Um, you know, um, anxiety that's there. Um, um, I'm trying to think of some other... Um, I know some adults that do get into that game. Yeah, the difficulty in concentrating. Those are different things that go on in in an adult. What uh, depression or trauma looks like in an adult. These are the things that you're going through. uh, Changing jobs? As adults. Frequently? Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Very inconsistent behavior. Shopping. Uh, Shopping to the point where you're putting yourself in... um, in debt, um, um, I can, I'm trying to think of other things too. Um, being promiscuous, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the song says, uh, yeah, uh, being very promiscuous, or uh, you know, just the shame, um shame and confusion that is there uh neglect you may even neglect yourself you know amen um yeah um he says this is home really very empowering i think it is something that um uh, thank you for saying that we appreciate you yeah, um, we do. <laughs> um that is truth because a lot of church, a lot of uh miss carol i noticed that a lot of the stuff that i did not deal with face um in my childhood, 
um, it, as an adult, I kind of carried over into uh, my relationship, which inadvertently, without me realizing it, it did affect my children. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I didn't deal with the anger, um, the my daddy not acknowledging me, I, not having my dad tell me I that uh, he loved me and things like that. I never heard my dad say that until uh, right before he died. So, um, like you said, I, I knew I had my highs where I would have really good uh, hours. <laughs> I, 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 I was happy. I was excited. And then I would have uh, my, my anxiety or frustration moments where I would go spend money. I would shop because the euphoria from the shopping. And then, Miss okay. Carol, I was one of them girls that left tags on clothes. <laughs> And took them back. I knew how to write a check, to cover a check, to write a check before they started this electronic mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> uh, overeating, overeating is another thing, or oh, drinking, uh, or, or anorexia. Uh, yeah. It's another. It's that's it, that's another condition. You know, um, uh, compulsive uh, eating or binging. Uh, those are all forms of um, you know uh, people not being able girl. to deal with. I'm sorry. Cutting the the cutting uh, the cutting behaviors yeah that that all goes with self esteem and acceptance you know uh, or the feelings of nobody loves me um, and and again that's 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 something that should be r- really really should be uh, uh, seen through a, either a psychologist or a, a, a therapist to help find coping and. Uh, uh, problem solving mechanisms to uh, to overcome. You know, I, you know, one thing that we teach our kids sometimes that uh, that that can be very effective for the kids to, to replace the pain because what they what they're wanting to do is find something to replace the pain that they're going through. Right. Um, and uh, cut that will distract you. The cutting will distract the pain that's going on in my head and and in my heart. Uh, so I've got to focus on the cutting that pain that I'm getting from the cut right then. So we, we, you know, we may do uh, little things that, you know, kind of seems odd, like wearing a a rubber band. If you see a person sometimes wearing a rubber band, you know, they might uh, take that rubber band and pop that rubber band to replace that cutting behavior. Um, But it's, but you need to really go to a mental health specialist in order to learn how to, um, uh, resolve those issues. What's going on? Why am I seeking to uh, cut myself? What What's going on? Because, um, like I said, a lot of ki- uh, people um, often find themselves uh, themselves doing that in order to, uh, you know, um, escape the pain that's going on in in their home life or uh, personal life, um, and it's just it's easier. For me to uh, to uh, do it this way, than to deal with what's going on in, in inside my head or inside my heart. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I know that that was my way of uh, to to covering up, like uh, even the promiscuity. I was doing that um, just to give me a moment of false. Like somebody wanted, I had something somebody wanted. I had value at that moment, and then when it was over, I would feel horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, and um, I know for me, it did take me several years before I found a really good therapist um, to help me see, because I was always giving everybody else affirmation and accolades, but I never seen anything good, no self uh, value, no self worth in myself. So how do you now teach your kids that? How can you love your kids properly? How can you love anybody properly if you don't even know your, your self-worth and self-value? Mm -hmm. We have another question. Um, how do you incorporate spirituality with children dealing with trauma? You know, and that's good because um, what, what, I, what I have been taught by my pastors, because I take what I, what I learned from, from my church, you know, because uh, I do secular therapy as well as, uh, you know, Christian uh, Christian-based therapy as well. And for those that are seeking Christian-based therapy, I always refer to the Bible. The Bible tells you that there is no, nothing that the Bible can't tell you to how to interact with yourself. It, 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 it tells you everything. You just need to look. You know, most people think, uh, you know, when I talk about dispelling the negative thoughts or, um, um, controlling your appetites and stuff like that you know uh knowing those bible verses and where to go in the bible and get that because like when i'm talking about negative thoughts you know i always think of, of philippians 4 8 and it said you know think on these things whatsoever things are good what else whatsoever no. things are you know uh, uh true that's my verse <laughs> going to that god tells yeah. you what to think of Right. Uh, so sitting down with that child and just, and, and it doesn't have to be an hour, you know, sitting down with that child, depending on its age, starting anywhere between five to, you know, five, if it, if, you know, if they're young, five minutes of sitting down and going over a Bible verse with that child and then letting them know what God said about that verse and, and what God uh, said about you uh, within the context of that verse. You know, because uh, I always make sure my daughters know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Um, you know, um, and that's in Ephesians, in Ephesians. I always make sure that they know that you are a work of uh, art. God made you this way, you know. Um, so just sitting down with them and teaching them the word and then getting the word in there and instilling the word into them. And uh, like I said, it doesn't have to be long and arduous. It, five minutes with a with a you know three or four year old, five year old, uh, uh, maybe thirty minutes to an hour with your fifteen or sixteen year old, seventeen year old. Uh, just getting the word in them is what's important. Amen, Miss Carol. This was great uh, tea. This was good conversation. I, I wish we had more time, but we're running out of time. Um, guys, if you have any questions, concerns, uh, the conversation can continue. You're always welcome to leave me a message um, uh, you, under this post. If you want to come back and watch it again, um, you can leave me a message. You can inbox me. And Miss Carol is on every first Friday of the month. Um, we can continue the conversation. If you yourself are struggling, if you find yourself in a dark place where you feel like there's no hope, you feel hopeless, let me let you know this. There is a God that is concerned and who cares about you. He said it in his word, Jeremiah tells you that God 
formed you with a purpose and a plan, and that's to give you hope in the future. So he doesn't want you to feel hopeless. He doesn't want you to feel without value. He loves you and he is concerned. And there is nothing wrong with having Jesus and a therapist. Jesus himself mm -hmm. was a counselor. So it does not make you imperfect. It does not make you awful. It doesn't make you crazy. It doesn't make you none of those negative things. They don't even sound like God. So you just got to make the choice to get up and make a phone call. Whatever you need to do to get your, your mind wrapped around uh, what God says about you. And, and the one thing that I, I wanted to say before I close is that make it, make it a point to sit down and talk with your child daily about what's going on in their life. I mean, it doesn't have to be a long period of time. It could be five minutes. Like I said, my, daughter, my granddaughter, Melina, you know, was like, I, I didn't want to talk about it the first time, but now it's, it's, it's a habit and it becomes a habit. So sit down and talk with your child about what his day is like, what he's thinking, what's going on, what, what's your plan? I mean, I mean, even if you got to sit down and play a video game, with you, you know, whatever, cards, whatever they're into to get them to open up to you, always make yourself available. Parents, mm -hmm. we've got to get better at that. We have got to stop pushing our kids away because that's what I did. I would push them out the bedroom when they would want to come up and talk. But that's why we've got to be healthy so we can be healthy for them. All right. So let's deal with our, our childhood trauma so that it doesn't inadvertently affect our children and pay attention. Learn your children's behaviors and their characteristics so that you can help them walk through this process because the world is in a crazy state. Amen. And all is not lost. Once again, Carol, we thank you. I am so glad that you're doing better. Guys, if you still have comments or questions, please leave them in my inbox. I will make sure to pass them on to Miss Carol and we will get you some help. Uh, we can refer you, give you 1-800-NUMBERS, um, whatever you need. There is an agency that can assist you. Don't think because you don't have money, you can't get assistance. That's Absolutely. untrue. It's there is plenty of agencies that are out there that can help you. So reach out, reach out to somebody, your pastor, a close friend, but reach out to somebody. And like I said, my inbox is always open. This is what I do. Miss Carol too. So we love you. I thank you for tuning in to I've Got Favor, where it's your time to shine with me, your hostess, Prophetess T, and Miss Carol, our, our monthly uh, therapist who's on every Friday, first Friday of the month. Um, make sure you guys tune in next week and have a blessed and prosperous week. Bye. We thank you for tuning in to I've Got Favor, where it's your time to shine with Prophet's Team.